What's up, my podcast listeners? It's your host, Rafael Matuszewski, and this is another edition of the car vlog podcast thing that I do. And we're going to start off the show with some shout-outs. My new number one city. We got... Oh, damn. I think my laptop fell. Ah, anyway, shout-outs. Columbus, Ohio. Shout out to everyone in Columbus listening to my show. Number two, we've got the city of New Orleans all the way in Louisiana. Shout out to everyone in New Orleans listening to my show. And number three, Denver, Colorado. Shout out to everyone in Denver listening to my show. That is awesome. I went to Denver three years ago now. Yeah, I think it was three years ago, and uh, thoroughly enjoyed it, so shout out to everyone living out that way. Um, today, what we're going to talk about is grip strength, because I feel like it's one of those things that pops up in people's um, kind of lifting careers within that first year. And I think it usually stems down to two things. Number one, it's bad habits. And number two, people don't train um, their grip strength at all in their programming. Um, Sorry, I'm like distracted because there is a person learning how to drive and the person behind him is like honking at them for not going. Like, chill the fuck out, okay? This person is driving for the first time. Um, people are just so insensitive. I just fucking hate that shit. Like, chill. It's like, no, nah, I'm not going to get into it. I'm going to go on a fucking huge tangent about it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so typical scenario is I'll get a patient or... A client, actually never a client because I fucking train people really well. Um, just people who lift and they'll complain that, you know, after a couple reps into their exercise of lunges, squats, whatever it is, anytime they have to grip their dumbbells or kettlebells, you know, their forearms start to fatigue really, really quickly and they can't actually uh, perform the exercise. And what I tell them is usually what happens is that when people start training, they tend to have this kind of like loose grip on their dumbbells. It almost is like they'll hold it tight with, you know, their thumb, their pointer finger, middle finger. But then when it comes to their ring finger and pinky finger, they kind of have this kind of loose grip. And then when people start fatiguing while they're exercising, they kind of do this like weird hook grip thing and it just becomes a habit and then what happens is as they get stronger and usually it's like say you're doing reverse lunges and you're using usually 20 pound uh, dumbbells on both sides as you start doing like the 25s 30s 35s that's where people will start complaining fuck like my my grip strength my forearms are burning or at the same time um, people will complain about that same thing as they start trying to do chin-ups for the first time. They'll start complaining that their forearms 
um, fatigue faster than what they can actually perform on the chin-up bar. And the simple fix is like, one, you need to fucking death grip everything you grab in the gym when you start training. You know, it's just a bad habit. And without you gripping the crap out of that barbell, dumbbell, kettlebell when you're exercising, your forearms don't get the same training effect like the rest of your body. And then they have to play catch up, right? So I always coach when people grab dumbbells, kettlebells, barbells, I teach them like, I want you to death grip it. Because again, it also comes down to joint centration, which I brought up in our last or couple episodes ago. And that places the shoulder in a better position. Because the moment you squeeze something tight, you have this like neurological response of your body going, oh fuck, we have something heavy. Let's get into a better optimal position to lift, right? And it translates to so many exercises, especially the barbell deadlift that so many people kind of collapse in their upper body because they don't know how to create tension. They don't know how to crush the bar. And it all comes down to grip strength. And when you look at like research out there when it comes to um, life expectancy and um, length, they do a lot of testing with grip strength. As you lose grip strength, the rest of your body kind of just deteriorates, right? So I place a huge emphasis on building grip strength. So that's the first like facet of building a more resilient body and fixing this whole grip issue. The other portion to it is actually programming carries in your program. I find that when I look at other people's programs and they send it to me or, you know, people are like, hey, like I got this program from a friend. Can you look at it? What do you think? Or like, I found this workout online. What do you think? And besides all the other crap that I usually point out, you don't see grip like training at all. There's no grip strength training at all in programming that people show me. And something as simple as just doing a farmer carry goes a long way. So in all my programming, there is some sort of carry variation for my clients and patients. Like especially patients that come in with shoulder shit, I give them so much carries. And one, they're shocked that they can even lift it, right? Like I've literally had people with rotator cuff tears and I'm like, okay, we're gonna hold this kettlebell on your side and I want you to walk down the gym and come back and when they come back they're like oh like I I thought this would hurt I'm like no when you death grip shit things fall into place like training is not that difficult it's just common sense most of the time so when I program and I usually tell people like if you are training in the gym say three days of the week you want at least those two days to have some sort of carry in there Right, so there's a lot of different ways to do carries, and one of my favorite ways is to, you know, grab two kettlebells, two dumbbells, whatever it is, and do an inline farmer carry. Meaning, when you grab, um, you know, a heavy load, and the other thing too, when I coach is when I do carries, I don't let them be really, really close to uh, my client's thighs or my my legs, because one with dumbbells especially, you end up hitting it. And then that little swaying motion can fuck some shit up in your back. So I always um, coach and cue like at least 10 degrees of shoulder abduction because now your shoulder, especially deltoid and um, rotator cuff, have to work a lot harder to keep you in that position. 
And again, you get a little bit more time under tension, more muscle fibers being fired, and all that good shit. So now, not only are you working on your grip strength, your rotator cuff health, shoulder health, you're also burning more calories and all that other fun shit that just makes sense in this kind of setting. Um, and then I like to walk in line, meaning, think about if you had a tight rope in front of you, and you take one step, and then you take your other leg to do the next step, but you place that heel in front of your toe. So you're kind of like walking on a tightrope. And the reason why I do this, because a lot of times people just rush their um, farmer carries, and like usually, traditionally farmer carries will be like, oh, you got 100 yards there and back, or the gym length and back. And a lot of times people just rush, and like one, there's a chance of you tripping, falling, rolling, or breaking an ankle. But especially now with COVID, and if your gym has reopened, most of the time you're gonna be limited to how much space you can do. So by doing an inline carry where you have to go slowly, because if you go too fast, you end up falling over uh, and losing balance, you now have the time under tension, and most likely the time it would take you to like almost jog one length of the gym and back would take you as much as you know taking 10 steps forward and back two times, right? So there's that benefit. The second benefit is now muscle working, foot stability, ankle stability, knee stability, hip stability, and core stability all in one exercise along with grip strength, shoulder health, and all that fun stuff, right? So I love figuring out ways to, um, you know, kill two birds with one stone when it comes to um, exercises. So I've been doing this with... Um, carries at least the last four years and I've seen a huge improvement in my clients uh, strength and grip strength particularly obviously and that would be like one variation just two kettlebells two dumbbells by your side the second one is a single arm carry and the I particularly like a single arm um, because it basically simulates a side plank yeah, like a side plank. Because if you think about it, in a side plank, you're fighting anti-lateral flexion. If now I'm standing and I'm holding a kettlebell or dumbbell to my side and it's pulling me one way and I have to fight it, I'm fighting lateral flexion. Like, duh. Like, it's brilliant. And I stole that from Mike Boyle. I did not come up with that myself. And I get that a lot for people, especially with shoulder stuff. Because I, you know, a lot of times, like, you've probably had it yourself or a client's where you put them in a side plank and they're like, oh, this doesn't feel good on my shoulder. And you're like, well, fuck, like side planks are awesome. Like they're good for you. So you got to come up with other shit. So the um, single arm, uh, God, I can't speak. The single arm uh, farmer carry works amazing. Now, this is why I love kettlebells is now you can play with all these other variations. So now think of a single arm racked carry, same idea double racked carry you can also do with dumbbells where you have them in front and kind of in a front squat position but turned in a supinated um, way and squeezing the dumbbells together and now pushing it forward a little bit so now your anterior core has to fight that like fucking awesome and now you can also do offset loads so like say you do two kettlebells and two dumbbells but you have one that's 50 pounds and another one's 25 so you now have an offset load that will fuck you up royally. Um, also, also, I can't speak. Also, um, single arm kettlebell rocked carry with a kettlebell on the other side hanging down by your side. Another great way. 
overhead carries, everything. Another one that I played around with pre-COVID that I really liked is getting a trap bar loaded and heavy. You deadlift it and you use that to do a carry. Like absolutely love it. Um, there's so many variations. Like if you just Google farmer carry variations, it's gonna give you an endless list of stuff to try. So 100%, give those a try, put those in your program, do that for the next three months and you 100% will improve your grip. You won't be complaining anymore that your forearms are um, fatiguing too quick. So I'm gonna leave it at that. Hit me up on Facebook and Instagram. Click the show notes to get that link. You guys are amazing. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And be sure to give a five-star review on this podcast anywhere that you're listening to so we can reach more people. Share this podcast with your friends and family. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You guys are amazing.